You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so that we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, guys, welcome to the Digital Barbell Podcast. This is episode number 44. We're happy you're here. Hope everybody's having a good day. Just got a little bit of disturbing news from our neighbor (laughs) that I thought I would bring up. Uh, We got a text message from her saying, uh, if you heard a blood curdling scream a moment ago, it's because I just saw a big, I think she said it was beige or some color, like cream colored snake right behind the house. Wow. It's snake season. The other, yeah. And the neighbors next to them just saw one last week. And supposedly that was a six foot water moccasin. So it's like a snake next, two doors down, a snake next door. They're moving this way. That's it. That's it. What are the chances that Buttons or Lacey could take down a snake? I I didn't tell you, but Shannon, one of our clients who also lives in like a country setting, gave me some advice on dogs encountering snakes. All right. What do you got? I mean... I don't know. I don't I need oh, sh- to, like I need to refresh read your memory, need- please. <laughs> Cuz as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to have to be out there swinging a machete at this thing. Hopefully well. it becomes a non-issue. Mm-hmm. Well, I have some exciting news. Um we actually picked up a sponsor for this oh, week. We haven't goodness. had a sponsor in a while. <laughs> Bit of a dry run on sponsorship, but Is it um High Brew Coffee. No, but that would be good. Brewed in Austin, Texas. That would be good. Hold that up. So, um, love it. If anybody here works for High Brew <laughs> Coffee, no, we're actually, um, this is great. We picked up a sponsor after last week's episode. <laughs> we are sponsored by Nestle Tollhouse <laughs> Cookies. <laughs> after oh, all that, that cookie funny. talk, someone, last... met, someone left a funny comment like, Big Cookies are going to be very yeah. upset. <laughs> That just cracked me up. Yeah, we really rammed on cookies last week. And uh kind of got me. the rolling example? I love cookies. Yeah, we love cookies. But yeah, we uh, we scapegoated on cookies. And of course, I had some um, funny clients who shot a video eating cookies and sending it to And they weren't even good cookies. They were um, Chips Ahoy. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You're going to waste calories on Chips Ahoy? Give me a break. That's funny. If you're going to have a cookie, get a good cookie. <laughs> Well, um, we're going to try something new today. We don't really have, um, well, we do have an official title for this and it'll be kind of thing that pops up from time to time. We're going to call it you go, I go. (laughs) (laughs) So that just means Blakely's going to talk about something then I'm going to talk about something. Well, if you've ever been in one of my classes at a gym or seen me like some of my programming for like a buddy workout, it's, I definitely didn't like coin this phrase, but it's like you go, I go style, which means like one person works at a time. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like a 20 minute AMRAP box jumps, running. It's like you do your set. I do my set one person working at a time. So it's called you go, I go. So that's the theme of this. Yeah. It's not that we're not going to interrupt each other. These are just oh, yeah. different things. You're going to interrupt we... <laughs> me plenty. <laughs> different things we had on our mind that we wanted to talk about. Some from real life stuff that's going on with us and some from things that we're dealing with, with clients or just common things. So, okay. um, let's kick off. You go, I go, why don't you, you go first and then I'll go. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. What you got? Um, so the first thing that I just thought it would be cool to, cool to talk about, because I hear this a lot, is not saying that you're old. 
yeah. in conversation because I feel like, like just saying you're old leads to you feeling old leads to like making an excuse that you can't do something because you're quote old. And I hear people in their like twenties uh-huh. say they're old and that and like this, you know, back when I used to own the gym, it was like, I'd be like, I'm like 10 years older than you and you are not old. Like do not say you're old. So it's true. It's a mindset. It's a mindset thing. That's just something I wanted to bring up. Yeah. I think we, I remember when you owned the gym, we'd hear this all the time. Certain clients all the mm-hmm. time. Oh, I'm so old. I'm too old for that. You start making those noises. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I really think it comes down to the mindset about it. Like thinking that you're too old for something, thinking that you're too old to do something, go somewhere, try something, wear something. It just really leads you down a path of like, Oh, I'm too old for that. And like, what does that do? I think it makes you old faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it makes you feel old faster. I think if you kind of put, wipe that phrase out of your like conversation, I feel like you would not feel as old if you don't say I feel old yeah. or I'm too old. And th- it's so true that if you ignore your age and you just go about your business of being the best version of yourself that you can suddenly you stop feeling so old and as you get fitter and fitter, you look younger. You look younger. People (laughs) think you're younger. You do things that people think people your age shouldn't do, but it's because you've never let yourself slip down that mentality of like, I'm too old to do a burpee box jump. That's for a young, that's a young man's game. Like, no, you can still do a burpee box job. You're not too old for it. Yeah. (laughs) And if you you know, if you let yourself think you're too old, then just other things will slip in. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned about dressing old, like, so, um, I know I don't wear cargo shorts anymore. <laughs> I feel like those were making me feel old. Really? Yeah. I, I got like rid of not, all my cargo shorts. I think shorts. that's more of like a style. That's like, you know, maybe a style like a, for not, old it was guy. like a nineties trend and it was not a, an old man's dress. It was just like a, yeah. But like, here we are now, 20, oh, so 25 if you years still past wearing, the nineties. Okay. If you were still, well. You got to keep up, like you keep <laughs> up with keep the up trends. With... I mean, I'm a trendsetter as far oh, as oh, fashion well, goes. Of course. I mean, this with your backwards this, hat and your white t-shirt. Look at this t-shirt. Mm-hmm. But I would just say, like, like you mentioned, like dressing. You know, I'm not saying like you know, do all your shopping at Urban Outfitters <laughs> and wear whatever is on the mannequin. Then you're actually wearing old clothes, right? But like, it's from the 80s. dressing clothes that make you feel um, youthful and that you feel like you look good in, like you know it just goes back to like taking care of yourself yeah. and yeah, it's just, it's all wrapped up in the same thing. <laughs> the dressing in older clothes confuses me because if you were still wearing clothes from when you were, when it was the nineties, wouldn't you f- be dressing like you were younger? You oh. would be dressing like you did when you were younger, yeah. but that's out of fashion oh, now. Okay. Fashion's okay. changed, you, baby. You've cleared it up. All Follow right. me for more fashion advice. <laughs> So anyway, I think it's more important that the the mental side of it and just like using the excuse that you're old and always saying that you're old. And it's like, people don't even really believe that about themselves. Sometimes it's just Mm -hmm. something you say, but what you say can become what you believe. So be careful what you say. Yeah. Like what if like, I was like, I think I want to learn how to ride the skateboard, but like, Oh, I can't, I'm too old to learn how to ride the skateboard. I'm too old to skateboard. Like it just might be something I never do. But like, what if I just didn't think like I'm too old for it and just started riding the skateboard? Yeah. Is that why you buy a scooter? last year i did get a scooter last <laughs> you year. did people that follow our instagram have seen you scooting around on that thing yeah all right my turn all right i go i wanted to talk about just the idea of when you decide that you want to lose weight to just start eating low calories 
I think that like there's enough awareness around nutrition. Now there are a lot of people know that calories Mm -hmm. matter and they do matter, but there's this mindset of like, all right, I'm just going to attack the calories really hard. Mm -hmm. And then if I stop losing weight, I'm going to attack them even harder. I'm going to lower them even more. Mm -hmm. And that results usually in somebody falling off the plan altogether because it's not sustainable or they get down to their goal weight. Cause usually people who are just going after calories are also just in the mindset of reaching a goal weight. Mm -hmm. And then they don't like the way that they look (laughs) because all they did was lower calories. Um, the smarter approach to this is to kind of eliminate that calorie cutting slashing mindset and start to think about fueling yourself both for your performance and reaching your body composition changes at Mm -hmm. the same time. So what this means when we work with a client usually is keeping their calories as high as possible while we help them lose fat. So Mm -hmm. yes, we are paying attention to calories and making sure that they're in a calorie deficit, but we're not going so drastic that it's this thing that they can't sustain. The last thing that we want is to have somebody's body adapt to a low number of calories. Our metabolism is this amazingly adaptable thing. Like if you go down and start eating a thousand calories per day and start losing weight, eventually you're going to hit a weight loss plateau. Your body's going to get really good at doing everything it needs to do with only that thousand calories that you're giving it. Mm-hmm. So we have to pay attention as we go and, and, you know, experiment with adding calories in and keep them the metabolism cranking along. And, and that keeps you from hitting these plateaus. And should you get to a place where you stop losing weight and we've been experimenting with adding these calories in, in a controlled manner along the way, then we were built up as far as how many calories we can tolerate. And then we really do have a place we can pull back from. The other benefit of not just going for this super low calorie approach is that you maintain the muscle mass that you Mm -hmm. have. And if you're new to this, you even have the potential to build muscle as you do this. So the recipe for pretty much ruining your body composition is number one, going with a super aggressive calorie deficit, you know, going on one of these like three shakes a day diets and then not paying attention to any of your protein intake, not doing any kind of resistance training, and then just continuing to cut versus, you know, adding calories back in over time. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to throw that out there because it's something that uh, I see a lot as a common mindset Mm -hmm. and I'm always battling against that mindset with clients. I do want to throw one more thing in about like the plateau thing and maybe we'll do in a whole nother episode on weight loss plateaus. But if you are keeping track of your calories and you do hit a plateau, meaning like nothing is changing for like a month, I'm talking about your measurements, your photos, your performance, your weight, none of that. You're just stuck. Before you start lowering calories, start attacking things like your non-exercise activity, Mm -hmm. your, you know, how many steps you're getting per day. Look at like how closely you're tracking things. Maybe you're just like missing some things throughout the day and it's adding up to enough to wipe you out of a calorie deficit. Can you push a little bit harder in your workouts? Maybe affect the energy output side of that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I would play around with that stuff as much as you can before you go to lowering calories. Always use that as a last resort. I think that's big coming from you because you're always, you know, talking about how calories is energy balance is king for weight loss. Calories in versus calories out. So I think that's very good advice. It is. It is good advice. It is a good advice. (laughs) Thank you. I went that advice. (laughs) I went. Now you go. Well, you kind of, you kind of started to steal my next one when you were talking about, when we were talking about the not saying you're old, because then my next kind of like thought on just like mindset in general was like dressing the part. And I've seen this a lot, like in the gym and now it's kind of cool to see in people's videos is 
like dressing, dressing the part. I'm not, and I'm not talking about like head to toe Lulu or head to toe <laughs> Noble when you go work out. You're talking about confidence, but and dressing in yeah, in a confident way, not dressing in like slumpy clothes makes you feel slumpy. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not talking about like, you know, I want to be comfy on a Sunday and I'm going to wear my sweatpants. Like right. that's a totally different topic. I'm talking about like, you're going about, you're about to go into your gym space and you're just throwing on a wrinkled t-shirt and some old shorts and you're going to go try to get after it in the gym and like feeling sluggish, feeling it's hard to start and all that stuff. And I think that it has a lot to do with like how you present yourself, even if you're the only person in there. Absolutely. <laughs> Cause I know I feel different if I wear different things in the gym. You know, if I, if I have a, something that like just, I don't like, I like feel weird in it. You yeah. Know? So I think that has a lot to do with your mindset when you're like, in the gym and you're working out, whether you're by yourself or whether you're in a group and you're in a big gym, whatever it is. I think like trying to, you know, dress the part. And and like I said, I'm not talking about buying expensive clothing. I'm just talking about like, yeah, like like wearing something that you feel like you're confident confident, and look good in. Like I definitely have t-shirts that I love the actual t-shirt, but for Mm -hmm. whatever reason, like doesn't fit me right. I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel confident Mm -hmm. in it. Um, and let's say like I wear that shirt to work out one day, despite those things, just cause I like what it says on it or whatever. Like it affects the way that I feel like I yeah. perform. Cause I'm like, I don't feel good in this thing. I don't look good in this thing. And you know, it's just kind of a, a mindset yeah. thing. I mean, it sounds kind of like vain to talk about out loud, but I think it's, I think there's some truth to it. It's not vain because you're doing it for yourself. You know, you're not, yeah. you're not doing it to impress anybody right. else. You're, you're doing it to make yourself feel good. Mm-hmm. And when you feel good, you're better, you're more likely to perform well. Yeah. And I just thought it was so cool at the gym that I, when I would see people like change the way they dress as they could just continue to get more confidence in themselves and in the gym. And I see it again, reoccurring in people's videos, what they wear and like they're in the same gym space and then they're wearing something different and like the confidence that they just like exude is really cool to yeah. see the changes. And just to clarify, like you already kind of said this, but we're not talking about going out and spending $120 on a pair of workout pants. We're talking about not picking up the dirty shirt right. off the floor yes. and putting it on the, to go work right. out. The price tag on the clothes doesn't matter. Just as long as it's something like that makes you feel good and yeah. confident in yourself. It's the same thing as if mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning and you don't make your bed and all day you walk back and forth through your bedroom mm-hmm. and you see that unmade bed. It just brings like a sense of disorder and chaos that you could do without. Whereas if you took the two minutes when you woke up to make your bed and you yeah. have order and you feel confident in that. And every time you walk past it, there's this little victory. Yeah. So it's about adding up, you know, those little things throughout the day. Exactly. So dress the part, even <laughs> if you don't feel like it. <laughs> All right. Um, this was, a, this is a little bit heavier topic than, than clothing. This, okay. this came about, um, from that Taylor Swift documentary that we were watching, um, on Disney yeah. where she, where really she sings good. her new album and they kind of talk about the, um, he's, a, he's a closet Taylor Swift fan. I'm not, not, cl- not even in a not closet, a closet he fan. Likes just a Taylor t- Swift. <laughs> 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 he's a Taylor Swift fan. Uh, sorry, fellas, if y'all heard that, you, you uh, respect me less. I, I'm okay with it. Uh, she's got a good voice. Um, she's a good entertainer. All right, so they were talking about where some of these songs came to be. Oh, and yes. they, they brought up this example of somebody who's battling addiction. And you know, you're, somebody's battling addiction, like they're literally fighting this battle, like every moment of every day in their head all by themselves. They want to relapse. They want to go back to what they were doing and they have to actively fight against it. 
all the time. And that's all going on inside themselves. Like nobody from the outside would know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of what we do on a much less serious note or subject than that with helping people with their exercise and nutrition, like, is that there's, Mm -hmm. this stuff is not easy. Like we're not there with you. Nobody is there with you watching you make all the choices that you make. It's up to you in your own mind, battling against this stuff every day. And that's tough. And I want to acknowledge that, that, that it's tough. And whether you're dealing with, you know, something as serious as addiction or with an eating disorder or depression or anxiety or the stuff that we help with as far as getting in shape, it's okay that it's hard. And I think it's okay to, to know and helpful to recognize that it's hard to go through by yourself and, um, and reach out for help, whether it's, you know, a counselor Mm -hmm. or a therapist or, you know, somebody who specializes in the type of addiction that you have. Um, and it's okay to admit that you need help and it's okay that you feel like you're never going to get through it. Like, um, you know, I can think back to a time where I was, I don't know if I was clinically depressed or not, but I was definitely going through a really low point. You and I were having trouble in our relationship and, um, I was in a really bad place, like pretty much fighting off tears every moment of Mm -hmm. every day. And I remember sitting in at a stoplight in my truck and looking over at the car next to me and seeing that person sitting at their steering wheel. And they just looked like they were just going about their life, singing whatever Mm -hmm. song was on the radio. And here I am, you know, trying not to cry for no reason. And I just couldn't imagine a life where I was carefree enough to just care about what the song was on the radio Mm -hmm. versus all the stuff that was going on in my head. And I had to go talk to somebody about that to get through it. Mm -hmm. So I just want to reassure people that it's okay that, um, you feel like you're not going to get through it and it's okay to get help with Mm -hmm. that. And even though you can't see right now that you can be different on the other side, you can be. Oh yeah. So like I said, that's kind of a deep subject, but that her explaining that song just kind of made me think back to that time. And, um, I just wanted to give people hope that it can be different. Yeah. So there's that. There's that. (laughs) You go, I go. Goodness. What you got? Um, um, this one, I, this, okay. So this came up because I had ordered something and, (laughs) (laughs) ah, yes, yes. I love this one. The, um, you know, the ship you're like, okay, here's your, here's your, um, expected ship tracking, you're tracking. And it's like due to COVID, this might not be the case. Like you're, you're you're going to get it on Friday, but due to COVID, it might not be the case, you know? And so I actually heard on another podcast, somebody saying like, you know, like what, our, the way we go to the airport has completely changed. Like an event happened over a decade ago, but like we still take our shoes off. We still cannot bring a liquid on. There's all these things. And that just became like, we used to be able to like go take our family to the airport and wait with them at the gate. That's no longer a part of our life. And it just like became this thing. Somebody changed the rules and like now something that we're used to, and maybe it'll change again in the future. Or maybe it'll get worse, you know, who knows? But this, this thing about like the COVID excuse of like your shipment will be delayed. I, I totally understand. There are still things going on <clears throat> that they probably have to work around with. But I'm just yeah. thinking like that, it's that like disclaimer, how long will that be around in our life? Maybe forever. Like in, <laughs> in like five, 10 years, are we still going to say like due to COVID, your shipment might be delayed due to COVID, our 
hours may change like due to COVID. Like if we, if, if you need us, we might not show up on time because yeah, we there's can use expect- that excuse. Longer than expected wait times. Yes. Due to COVID. Like, yeah. you know, so it just made me think about like excuses in general and just like, you know, letting like one excuse in the door and it just like, it kind of becomes a standard. It's, it's like, it makes me think of like, okay, you, you know, you're late to work once and you're like, okay, I, used to get, I get at work at eight o'clock. I get there at eight fifteen. like eight fifteen slowly becomes that time you get to work now, you know, then you get, you know, start to get late again. Like now, you know, you're, you're creeping up. It's like eight forty five is the time I get to work now. Just things like that. Like where you just let it in the door and that becomes your standard. I think what we're talking about here is letting a once or twice valid excuse or reason mm-hmm. for something become a habit or become the norm. Right. The accepted norm. The accepted norm. And, and before you know it, that's your norm. And, and you know, I can think of a, a hun- like a hundred examples of, you know, related to like fitness and nutrition stuff. Like just like thinking about like, you know, you have a workout schedule and you, and you, and you take a, and you take a vacation and you take a break and like that break be kind of creeps in and becomes your norm. And that like not working out is now your new norm. You know, you, you stop off for fast food. Like you don't normally eat fast food, but we're super busy tonight. The family's super busy. And so I'm going to get fast food. And then slowly, like now, next thing you know, you look back and like, we get fast food three times a week now, you know, it's just like that slowly creeps in and becomes the norm. Yeah. Um, I have this conversation with people a lot surrounding nutrition mm-hmm. and it's like, I was busy. So this happened, whatever it is. And that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. we all get busy and we all have to sometimes change things around because yeah. we're busy, but it might be more helpful to look at what could we do in the future the next time we're busy because chances are we're going to be busy yeah. again. <laughs> chances are where there's going to be another weekend, another vacation, another whatever. Right. What can we do now to kind of break that cycle and keep the habits from changing, yeah. keeping our healthy habits in place? Because there are valid things like there are valid reasons we're late for work there are valid reasons we can't work out there are valid reasons to stop and pick up food versus make it but it's it's just like allowing those habits to become like w- line up one after another and before you know it that becomes our normal and like you just like you said like trying to like think through these things that we're now letting line up and become habits like should should we be doing this or not yeah it's more often than not that people they get a result because they changed their habits in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And then when they get a result and they lose it, it's because slowly over time, their habits eroded back to what they were before. And it kind of happens in that exact way you're talking about. Mm -hmm. It happens once we make an excuse, we forgive it, but then that we do it again the next time because it was easy in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then we do it again. And then we do, and then before we know it, that's just our default behavior again. And then whatever results we got, resort back to that. Yeah. So it's actively fighting that natural process of that happening. And when it does happen, actually taking a step back to evaluate why did it happen and what can I do next time? Mm-hmm. So back to the tracking. Yeah. Yeah. This came up because I got, we got a new computer for the office. Like I, our computer's so old that like, you can't, <laughs> like you can't even log onto a banking website. Cause it's like your, your browser's <laughs> out of date and like, it won't let you update the browser. Cause you know, everything's out of date. It's like, it's 11 not years, like it's 11 years old or something. So anyway, it was time. So my computer was supposed to be here. Like I looked at the tracking and it's like, okay, it'll be here on Monday. And then it's like, okay, well, we'll be here Thursday. And then it just like stopped. It like got, it went from like where it was made to <laughs> Kentucky on the fourth and then it stopped. And so finally I contacted Apple and like someone stole the computer. Someone stole the computer. 
And they like were like, we're going to have to send you another one, make you another one, and send you another one. Like, they stole the computer because of COVID. No. <laughs> but that's just like, that's what the, the whole tracking thing really made me aware of like, how long are we going to say like that? Here's your, here's your window of dates, but maybe due to COVID, it might not be there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it wasn't there because someone actually stole the computer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it got lost, you know, quote, quote, lost in yeah. shipment. Got lost at somebody's house. But when, yeah, today I was chatting with them and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, your new computer tracking number is, and you know, we're sending you a new one. I'm like, oh shoot, they don't even know where this thing is. Yeah. Then you, you just <laughs> it's gotta not be, gone. Yeah. <laughs> Poor thing. So that's how that, that's how that train of thought went. I wonder how long that happened. Like how often that happens. That's, that's gotta be tough. I don't know. Well, we, there, they sponsored a few podcasts, so we <laughs> yeah, can we probably can. call them up and see. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with the stolen computers? Oh gosh, that'd be rough. All right, okay. um, I'm probably gonna really ramble on oh this gosh. one, so buckle up. <laughs> Can I go get a refill of my coffee? Yeah, bring first? me, bring me one too. <laughs> All right, so this is about changing expectations, framing, reframing expectations, goals, that kind of stuff. So I want to talk about reframing expectations and resetting goals to more consistency and process oriented goals than just outcomes. Okay. We've definitely talked about this before, but maybe I'll say something new this time, but it just <laughs> continues to come up. So, um, look, everything that we're trying to do here and anything in our life that we're trying to get better at, at the bottom line is behavior change. It's if one certain behavior gets us some result in our life and we want something different, the root of that change has to be a change in our behavior. And you know what? That's really hard to do. (laughs) It turns out changing your behavior consistently is really hard to do. So what if we, instead of just saying things like, I want to lose 20 pounds, I want to get fit. What if we go to the root of the thing that is actually going to lead to that result, which is the behavior change. And we focus on that only and let the results just follow our behavior. Because like I said, it is the behavior that makes us different. And then the result is just whatever happens because we consistently changed our behavior. Does that make sense? You tracking with me? (laughs) But here's the thing with behavior change. I already said it's really hard. So when we decide to change behavior, we have to be a little more strategic with it than just saying, all right, I'm going to eat salad every day. (laughs) I'm not going to eat cookies. We have to know that it's going to be hard going into it and we have to start slowly for that reason. We have to set little micro goals that give us confidence and move us along, give us reward and let us know that this behavior change is going to be possible. We're really good at behavior change in these short, intense bursts. Mm -hmm. I'm going to not drink alcohol for 30 days. I'm going to go paleo for 30 days. I've done both of those Mm -hmm. things. But it was an outcome-oriented behavior. I didn't say, like, I'm going to avoid alcohol because it makes me feel better. I wake up more refreshed, and I know it aligns with the person that I want to be. That's a goal you can live with every day, and mm-hmm. that's a reason to not drink alcohol every day. Versus, I made it to the 30 days. Let's go. <laughs> now what? Yeah. So, um so I said, I got kind of sidetracked there, but I started, started off saying that it's, it's going to be hard. No going into it, that it's going to be hard. And just like anything in life, you're going to be pretty bad at it at first and give yourself some grace 
since we're focusing on the behavior change and not the outcome, to let yourself get better at it mm-hmm. over time. Well, it also makes me think that it's more sustainable, like your alcohol example. Just giving up alcohol for 30 days, then day 31, you likely go back to alcohol. When if alcohol is something that you enjoy every once in a while, like the part of your lifestyle, it seems like it could be more of a sustainable lifestyle if you go about it the way you did. And you're like, I don't want to drink alcohol every day because I feel better when I wake up when I don't. But like, I'm going to allow myself on weekends or on occasions or times when it's, you know, I want to enjoy alcohol to enjoy alcohol if that's something that you enjoy. So it feels like to me, that would be more sustainable. Absolutely. And like, what if during that 30 days, there's like, you know, some sort of major birthday bash situation and you have, <laughs> drinking to, and you have to go there and you can't enjoy alcohol. But like, if you had this more flexible approach to it, you, you could, but then go back to completely, yeah. completely agree. And that's the thing that makes behavior change more palatable and easy for most people to mm-hmm. ultimately succeed in is having that both the, the, the gradual approach and some flexibility rather than hardcore with, restriction. Right. Yeah. So I'm not going to, I don't want to go off on this too long. Maybe we'll do another episode just about (laughs) behavior change, maybe a whole series on behavior change because it's such a big topic. But I just want to encourage people that are still in that mindset of I'll be happy when I lose 10 pounds or if I could only not eat sugar for 30 days, everything will be better Mm -hmm. to let go of those goals. Think about the behavior that might lead you to the same result that you want to have at the end of that and focus on those behaviors consistently for the next 30, 60, 90, the rest of your life (laughs) and see what you can accomplish. And, you know, invest in a plan and some accountability along the way. You know, tell somebody else what you're trying to do. Do some research on somebody who's accomplished what you've done before and and, uh, enlist some help and Mm -hmm. encouragement along the way. It made me think of why hard sets work because you get that gradual approach, gradual feedback, mm-hmm. like hard sets are doing something for a certain amount, like low to high reps and then moving up in weight. And that's how we program for a lot of our clients and our programs. And I, mean, I don't know that you just made me think of it when you, when you talked about that, like, you know, you start with 10 pounds, once you can do 15 reps for three, you know, three sets mm-hmm. of 15 reps, then you're at 15 pounds, you know, and you just yeah. get this like, these little victories, whether it takes you one workout session to get to 15 pounds, whether it takes you three to four workout sessions, you still get that little victory along the way. Yeah. And it's a gradual process. And before you know it, I mean, we're working with some people that this has happened. Like they look back and they're like, I'm using the forties right now. And like, I started way down here and I never saw this coming and I never would have been like, I want okay, in six months, I want to be using the forties for this. That wouldn't have been a goal. They wouldn't have even thought they could, but it's just this like gradual approach. Yeah. You're making me think of, uh, what we posted on Instagram today that oh, those yes. two videos of Christine, yes. when, when Christine started a year ago, she was deadlifting a 15 pound dumbbell in each hand. <laughs> so a year ago, was it even on her radar to say like to have an outcome oriented goal? Like I want to deadlift 135 pounds. No, we weren't even, we weren't even talking about using barbells. We were working on form. We were working on consistency. We were working on, you know, just like process oriented things, behaviors. Yes. And, and and, you know, if her goal, which it was, was to train consistently and to change her lifestyle around health and fitness. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? (laughs) She focused on those behaviors and now she's deadlifting 135 pounds instead of 15 pounds in each hand. Right. That's how this thing really works and how it unlocks your true potential. Mm -hmm. So you go, Christine, if you listen (laughs) to this. 
Was that mine or yours? That I think I'm, I'm out. All I'm right. out of things. All right. All right. Anything else you want to bring up today? Any more it. stories you want to tell? We, you know, we got like 30 minutes left. If you want to tell us another story like last week, <laughs> I have a follow up. I'm you're sorry. all good. <laughs> all right. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode of you go. I go. If you have any ideas for future episodes or you want to leave us a comment, a rating or a review on wherever you're listening to this, we would greatly appreciate it. That's the only way that more people find the show. So hope you guys have a good rest of your day. We'll catch you next episode. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a personal favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review and be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for the latest and greatest content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we have a few different ways we can help. We offer one-on-one nutrition coaching, 100% custom workout programs based on your goals, and we offer both a 12-week barbell strength building program called Built, as well as a 12-week full-body fitness program that can be done at home. We call it Body. Get all the details and reach out to us through the website at digitalbarbell.com. Have a great day.